Welcome to As the Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. Okay, welcome to another episode of As the Garden Grows. I'm here with Ryan and Moj. Welcome, my friends. Hello, everyone. How are you guys today? Moj, how are you? (laughs) I don't know why I didn't want to answer. I'm I'm great, too. I'm good. I'm just a little sad that I'm not physically there with you guys this week. But overall, I'm good. I'm back in California and, you know, missing you guys. We miss you, too. We miss you, too. Not the same. It's really not. No. I know. I can feel it. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, you're still going to get a great podcast episode, listeners. Don't worry. (laughs) Sure are. Don't you worry. I'm glad you guys are doing well. And, Kijana, we're going to gently ask, how are you doing? Because she's been through a rough one this morning. Go ahead. Tell (laughs) us. I'm doing okay. I have been to the dentist multiple times in the last 24 hours. I'm a little subdued right now. I'm not going to lie. Because... I've been numbed up. Apparently, the dentist, I I was given some type of Novocaine, which I was told also helps relieve the jitters, which I had never been told before, and I don't know what that means. Have you ever been diagnosed I, with the jitters? I never have. They, okay, let me tell you something. They must take, like, copious notes here at my dentist's office because the other day, As Moj and Ryan will remember, last week I went to the dentist's office for a dentist appointment that I had scheduled the day before. So I went on Tuesday. I had scheduled the appointment on Monday. When I called and scheduled the appointment, the young woman told me that she had an appointment for me tomorrow. That was on Monday. So my natural assumption was the appointment was on Tuesday. We never said a day specifically, but she said tomorrow. I showed up the next day for my appointment. My appointment was not that day. It was Wednesday. So Wednesday, I could not go to the appointment, so I had to reschedule the appointment. Finally, I make it on Monday. When I went on Wednesday or Tuesday to the appointment, I laughed when she told me that my appointment was on Wednesday because also right before I left for the appointment, I was with Moj and Ryan, and I was freaking out because I've not been to the dentist in four fucking years because I didn't have insurance. So this is just a real life thing that happened in my life. And I cannot believe it did because anybody who knows me before used to know that I used to go get three cleanings a year. I actually used to love the dentist. In fact, my hygienist, Lauren, that's like my homegirl. I love her. Shout out to Lauren. She's great. So this was like crazy that I didn't go to the dentist for this period of time. And I was having major anxiety going into it because I just did not know what they were going to find in this mouth. I do have a candy addiction. Lots of things are coming out on this podcast today that I wasn't ready or prepared to share with the world. I just want to be clear (laughs) that we just asked how you are just to just to take it back to uh, gentle listeners. We just asked how you are. Like we know you. No, anyway, I got five shots of Novocaine this morning and took some really heavy Tylenol. Now she's, that's basically the truth juice and <laughs> everyone needs to relax. I don't know how much of this we're going to edit out. Yikes, but I will say when you haven't been to the dentist in a few years, there is that like scare at the back of your mind because 
even when you have dental insurance, it is not a lot that it covers. You know what I mean? There's so much still out of pocket costs that like, it's just scary to go into it. And you're like, what is it going to be? You know, so I totally get it because I myself have also gone without seeing a dentist for four years, but that was in college because in college I only had health insurance. I did not have dental insurance, but you know, thank God everything was fine. I do not have a sweet tooth like you do though. So, okay. (laughs) But again, lots of things coming out here today. (laughs) I do have a sweet tooth. It makes you feel better. Listen, I I own and operate a damn bakery. What do you want me to have? My baked goods need to taste good, and I need to make sure they do. It's not your baked goods. I think it's more like <laughs> the salad. Don't talk about it. <laughs> How much more of my life are you going to tell me? I haven't I mean, said anything yet. I heard what you were about to say. And now it's a mystery. Okay, so anyway, we're all doing pretty well, uh, baseline well, and we're going to start the show by getting into some hot topics, huh? Please. Let's do it. Hot topics. I can go first. Okay. I actually had a very interesting pot topic. Um, I saw this article that was out, and then I also saw a news channel that was reporting the same um, information as the article. And the title of the article was, Parents Beware of Cannabis Candy and the Potential Dangers of These Harmless-Looking Snacks. So basically what's happening is that um, these edibles are being packaged in, um, in the packaging basically looks like regular candy, okay? But they're actually edibles. So mind you, when I did take a look at the pictures, it unless you're really looking like looking at it to see all the warning labels and stuff, it looks just like a Starburst packet or like any candy packet. And the article was basically talking about how kids can easily get, you know, um, like they can easily get this and the parents need to be beware. School staff have confiscated a few packets of these from students and how it's affecting the students and how the packaging is very misleading. And then the um, channel, the ABC9 actually put it on the TV and they were saying marijuana edible candies, a new danger for kids. So I feel like there are two parts to this, right? So there's a part to this that I do agree with is that the packaging resembles candy way too closely. Like at a, just a glance, like if a teacher or a parent was looking at this packet, they wouldn't necessarily get that this is edibles. So I do understand that that's not correct. And that's like, we don't need to basically copy and paste you know, like yeah, their packaging like onto the like branding, an edible. Like of it all, it's pretty weird that they're just like basically stealing the designs. Like I know it's one thing to like kind of like make a nod to it, but it does look exactly like Starburst. It's like the same font. It looks it. literally exactly like Starburst. And yeah. all it says above Starburst in small font is medicated Starburst. And it's like, I do agree that like we don't, I mean, if it's an edible, it just needs to be an edible. Like, why does it have to look like candy? Like, it doesn't need that. I mean, I, you know, obviously a lot, again, has been exposed today about my sweet tooth. And so I love candy. And so I, as someone who, like, appreciates a specific type of candy, love when 
a recipe can be replicated and it's good. I just agree that I don't think the packaging needs to be exactly the same. But what I will say about most packaging that looks like that when it's like exactly like the real candy with just like one or two words different, it's usually black market. Yeah, probably. Like, because the states aren't going to allow you to do that. I mean, I know Massachusetts isn't. I guess I can't really speak for other states, but I know Massachusetts would not let you do that. So if I see that stuff around here, I'm like, okay, obviously this wasn't bought legally. I mean, it makes sense too, because like even in like just doing your packaging, it should some of that stuff's going to be copyrighted. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be able to say Starburst, right? Like Correct. how does that even work? Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like you can't even say some things because they, these companies could come after you. But that's what I mean by this stuff is black market. These companies don't know who they would be going after. This is happening in New York, by the way. Mm. Well, that's a, that's definitely black market because New York just legalized just recreational. Like, so right. there's really no, yeah. there's no New York state uh, sanctioned dispensaries open yet right now. There's, there's absolutely not, not recreational. Also, but there are dispensaries in New York recreational where you can get weed for sure. Also just like with the kids of it all, let's not get too crazy with thinking like, Oh, the only way kids are now consuming weed is, you know, fake Starburst. That's like very gimmicky. You know what I mean? Like the kids are still smoking weed. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Well, no, I'm sure the kids are getting it for the purpose of what they're getting it for. I think it's the fact that like parents and teachers, like no one can really recognize it. So this is being confiscated at like elementary school, middle school. So I do, I feel like that part of it is a little bit much, you know, because they did well, confiscate are they elementary also confiscating school like joints and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, is it any more dangerous than anything? I do think that you can't easily smoke a joint on yeah, campus, but you can easily hide. share candy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's one thing that I will say. And I know that I have a really controversial opinion on this. Oh, and I'm not another hot take for this episode. <laughs> But no, seriously, I I know that I do not have like a popular opinion on this, um, but I'm not someone who's like so against kids consuming cannabis just because I've also known a lot of young people who have used it, who have like autism and other disabilities or, um, and use it for aid with that. So, you know, I mean, if, If a kid had it in school, look, I'm not defending the packaging. I really do think the packaging is fucked up. But I hate that this is a way that we have to then, like, minimize the medicinal purposes of cannabis and kind of look at it as this negative thing. Like, it totally bypasses why a child might even have that. Like, if the if the child has it because their parents gave it to them because they have um, like seizures in school or they have severe autism and this helps them with certain things where they can function better throughout the day, then to be honest with you, like I'm really okay with that. But I don't, I do not approve of the packaging. I th- I just think it's lame. I think it's whack. I think get your own ideas, do your own thing, be more creative. But I also think a lot of these people do it because they're just trying to sell stuff really quickly on the street. I will say, I don't think, and I don't think actually your opinion is that controversial because I do think 
all of us, at least the three of us are on board with like, if it's being used medicinally for kids, like I am not against that either. If it actually helps them in any way with like their condition, their anxiety, I'm not against it either. If the parents are on board, but I will say the pack, when I was looking at this, the only thing that was concerning was that one little bag had 600 milligrams of THC. Mm-hmm. And I do think that like just kids in general, because they share things with each other, I think that's where it's like, a kid who has never had it and like tries it and it's like super potent. Like I do think that that could be scary at school because you don't know what their reaction to it will be. Like, are they going to be paranoid? Are they going to handle it? Well, like, I just think that part of it's a little bit much, but I don't, I am not against kids using it for medicinal reasons. Cannabis has so many benefits and who am I to judge how it helps you? You know, if it helps you, it helps you. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> and I'd rather my kids be doing, you know, some cannabis treatments than be on a bunch of like antidepressants and stuff. Yeah. Facts. I agree. Facts. I yeah. Agree. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Moj. I definitely think that's concerning. You know, part of me is like, well, who knows how many milligrams was even in it, which is even scarier. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so true. You know, because yeah. again, I really don't think that the stuff, the 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 edibles that we see out there that literally copy, you know, real candy packaging, I don't think it's legally, you know, being sold or at well, least certainly not. Like, not. At, at I mean, we certainly know. If I it's know in New not York in Massachusetts. Right yeah, and if it's in New York, we know that's not. Yeah. Legal. And also, if kids are getting a hang of it, I, you know, they're not getting it from a dispensary. Right. Of course, they're 1, getting it from <laughs> that. Part <too>. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, just a message to the folks who are producing these. Don't copy. Make it very clear what you're selling. Make the information very clear. And feel free to use that as part of your marketing to be like, oh, this is like a Starburst, but better. But it doesn't need to be the entire rip off of the idea. That's how I feel. I'm like, if you got that recipe, like actually one of my friends does make Sour Patch Kids and they are really good. I've given you them before. No, I have some at home. I'll give you some later. But they are really good. He does a really good job. And he definitely switches the packaging up a little bit. I still think it could be much more uh, different <laughs> than what shape, it is. What's the shape? They look like Sour Patch Kids. Oh, that's, yeah. 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 So my feeling is like. Which I'm not against. I don't mind if the candy shape or like it looks like Starburst or it looks like jelly beans or it looks like the, the product. Way. Cause that's fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if that's what you're trying to do, sure. No problem. But if you're using the same font, the same colors and the same everything as the like the nerds the or the yeah. Starburst packaging, like what happened to your creative juices, yeah, baby? Are they not flowing? You could just be more creative. Like that's really yeah. do better. Yeah. Do better. But also like, it's hard. I just want to be realistic too, to the fact that like, this is how a lot of people are starting to try and make edibles and get in this game. And I think this is where like the consumerism comes in. And it's like, as consumers, we have to be like, yo, don't do that. Well, also it's like not a bad idea. It's a bad approach. You know what I mean? Because I do see the appeal of, especially as like candy heads, like ourselves going in and being like, I can get Sour Patch Kids. Or like Gushers. Like if I can get Gushers. Gushers. Oh my God. God. Gushers. Wait, stop talking about it. (laughs) Let's do Gushers. Now that they know about my candy addiction, I'm really hurting on this. Why can't we cash in on it? Why can't (laughs) it be like you're supposed to follow what you love to, to, you're you know, right. I do love that. 
And I feel like gushers right now are not how they used to be. Like they used to have way more juice in them when we were younger. They did. They did. Yeah, they did. did. They're a lot. They're a lot like thicker now. Um, in the casing and yeah. a lot less juice, a which is nice juice. because there there are a lot less explosions in the bag beforehand. I'll say that. That's true. That's true. But I like. But you don't mind. Never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. Let's move on. <laughs> so my pod topic is also out of New York. It's from the New York Post, and it's about how colleges are adding a bunch of courses related to cannabis, and they have been doing it, but they expect it to rise a lot. And I was just so fascinated by the example. So um, there's this one called Excelsior College, which is an online one, but they have a graduate certificate in cannabis control, which like I'm going to get. I don't know what it is. Then there's also a bunch in the public university system. So there it says there's 10 different SUNY campuses that offer courses tied to the marijuana and hemp industries. Um, the NYU Business School has something called Cannabusiness. So it's just like so cool that you can find. I mean, A, it's like not shocking that the education system would try to cash in on it because they're the worst. But also it's like very cool that we can now pursue some more like formal education if we wanted to in the so industry. So they have degree programs available. They have uh, some degree programs, some like certificates, but they're on all levels. Yeah, there's like degrees and graduate things that's interesting. to do. Yeah. That is very interesting. I think that's what's expanding. Then now it's like you're getting graduate stuff. You're getting more like varied programs, not just, you know, random stuff. And can anybody take the courses or do you have to be specifically enrolled in like these cannabis specific programs? Uh, it probably depends on each like okay. one, yeah. I'm sure for like the the online one, you could just anyone could do it, and then I'm sure for oh, the okay. SUNY, you okay. know the SUNY ones, you're just going to SUNY, and then that's one of the you know the classes you would take. For some reason, when you say like SUNY the way that you do, I just think it's so funny. Why? What did I don't you know. say? No, I I know what SUNY is. I just think of like uni, and I feel like you're like doing this like play on words with like SUNY. Wait, I, what is SUNY? I you kept saying it. Like I still have the universities of New York, like a system. There's like a bunch of them all over New York. Oh, okay, okay. Like it's like our UCs. Was that, and yeah, yeah, was that UCs. like was that like really popular to you growing up? Because Mm-mm. oh no. No, I know like two two people that went there. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because like <laughs> the the Massachusetts State School, like the UMass system, that was like really popular. Yeah, we have yeah, like a lot of kids went to UConn. I thought you were asking if the SUNY program. Yeah, was I was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was. So the SUNY not as much, but because <laughs> Ryan UConn, grew up in Connecticut, yeah. so yeah. I didn't know. Well, UConn is a really good school. I mean, just in general. In just in a general, lot of it's a really good school. So. You know, anybody who goes to UConn is, like, also really fortunate to go there. They also have an amazing basketball program. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, but girls and guys, by the way. But anyways, just wanted to say that because they do. They have a really great basketball program. But UConn is a great school. Is there more than one UConn? No, there's just one UConn, but there's also, like, Connecticut State Schools. Like, there's, oh, okay. like, there's four different state schools as well. Oh, there are four yeah. different state schools? Like, Central Connecticut, Southern Connecticut. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Learning something new. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Those are not prestigious. Yeah, they're not like... I mean? Like, those are just like where like where you would go to like just take classes randomly if you wanted to. Okay. Or like you could get a degree there, but like it's not like necessarily you would go to live there. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. That's interesting, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Uh, well, so... <laughs> 
And but anyway, it's cool that we can all start taking cannabis courses. Everyone yeah. at home, think about it. We'll look into it. That was from New York, but I'm sure there's programs popping up all over. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be yeah. interested in a certificate program. Me too. Why yeah. not? Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with taking courses here and there too, just one course here and there, but I feel like a certificate just always has like, oh, you know, you accomplished something. <laughs> Moja's in it for the accolades. I guess. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> I I don't think I can like honestly ever go back to school again. <laughs> I knew from the start. I I mean I have done a lot of schooling. I have it's too much. a master's. You do degree. have your master's. I have a graduate certificate in business management. I also have my bachelor's degree. I did a, I I did a lot. You know, and I lot. feel like I'm I'm good for a little bit, you know what I mean? But I would like to teach a course. That would be fun. I would like to teach something. Okay. I like to teach. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're a great teacher. That's why we're all here today. You are a good teacher. Totally agree. <laughs> That's how we got here. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not really it. But I do like to. I just think it's fun and I I don't know. I just think I mean, I got to experience you teaching um, the first weekend of yoga teacher training, and let me just go ahead and say you did wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yes. You, you facilitated a lot of open discussions. It didn't feel like you were really sitting there, you know, like you were lecturing and people were taking notes. It just, I like that your format was very much like open discussions about every topic, you know? That was cool. Thank you so much. Yes, we had a lot of fun. Um, but. Thanks, Moj. I appreciate you for that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Ryan, cool pot topic. Thanks. <laughs> you have one? I do have a hot topic today. Excuse me if my <laughs> my voice has changed. It's because I can feel more of the right side of my mouth right now than I could when we started this call. So I'm really excited. Things are improving. <laughs> Billy Candy Addict. Just kidding. Wow. So y- y'all hear that I've been attacked today. I hope. Okay. I just want to say. I did not call you an addict. Let's just be very clear. I said you had a sweet tooth. <laughs> and Ryan took I it there. said what I said. You said it in such a way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this hot topic, I came across it as I was scrolling through the news um, app today. Or I don't honestly know or remember when I came across it. But the reason why it caught my eye was because... Um, When I had first started venturing out to L.A., I remember that someone who had been living out in L.A. for a while had said to me that it would be really hard to get people to go to my classes there because the weed community and the fitness community did not mix. And I thought that was really interesting because actually L.A. has like a really diverse cannabis community, like, or at least that's what I always felt. So anyways... Um, that person was right, but not for that reason. But this article, the headline is, should regular runners smoke weed? And I thought this was interesting because I definitely get a like group of runners who come to my yoga classes, my cannabis yoga classes. And I feel like some of the, it's goes one of two ways. Either they're like really open and like, yes, I'm excited about this. Or they're like, really like hesitant to even bring up that they run. 
And I feel like there's a lot of like shame still around consuming cannabis as runners because it's like smoking. And I know that like in running culture, smoking is thought of as like very bad. And that's also just scientifically because smoking obviously inflames the lungs and that's not good for runners. Um, So anyways, this article is about a report that a couple of different scientists kind of came together and did and spoke on. And most of the research was done in Colorado. And it just talked about um, the effects of smoking cannabis with as a runner. And it talked about how cannabis, the positives of cannabis, like essentially outweigh the bad because cannabis is really great for muscle relaxation and like you know, relieving anxiety and things like that. And so even though there is obviously not a lot of um, positive, like it's a contraindication to smoke and, you know, be a runner, they were saying how there's so many different ways to consume cannabis now that you don't just have to smoke it. You could still use cannabis. They were even saying vaping, especially they're talking about the volcano. Um, they were like, yeah, vaping is actually a really healthy way, healthy alternative to consume cannabis. And I was really excited about that because I was like, that's what we use in yoga. And I felt really like validated in that moment of like, I definitely think that there's a lot of positives to cannabis use, as we were saying. And the one of the doctors in the article, he works with a lot of athletes and he was um, talking about how he uh, works with athletes who he's happy that he gets to like coach them and they can be open with him about their cannabis use because he wants them to be able to access it in a way that will really benefit them and not like hurt them. So I don't know. I was just feeling really good about that. I felt like, oh, wow, progress. You know, I also used to work for an organization called the Center for the Study of Sport and Society. And, you know, I um, feel like really far away from that world. But part of me feels like it's because I don't feel like what I do would be accepted in that world anymore, which is like really unfortunate because I think it could help a lot of people. And I do think that there are a lot of athletes that I used to work with and be around that consume cannabis. I know that for a fact. (laughs) Like my former friends who were athletes used to all use cannabis and yet it's something that they hide so much. It's really hidden in that culture. And I just think that's really too bad. I think it's great news that we can become runners because as you know, I've had the Nike Run Club installed on my phone for about three weeks now. I never said anything about us becoming runners. Yeah, I don't know where you went with that, but... Listen, uh, that was like that lady at the community meeting last week who was like, you said you were going to have 500 people coming in a day. I never said that. Listen, I just (laughs) said it's good news because if we wanted to, we can become runners. And I do. You keep saying we. Who's we? You pregnant? (laughs) Me and JoJo, my dog, my best friend, my homie... (laughs) Because apparently she's the only bitch that's coming along. By the way, JoJo is over in a corner hiding. She's normally like right next to us during this process. As soon as she heard the word run, I feel like she had some calming treats, okay, which I should have given to someone else, but she can't chew right now because of her dentistry. The attacks have not stopped. (laughs) All around, I'd say. I'd say attacks all around. (laughs) Pretty catty episode. But can I just say, I don't really enjoy 
running if I'm very high. Like I, I can't get started. Like if I'm very high, to. like I have to. Yeah, like I even some other workouts. Like yoga is one of the like exceptions where I can be high and I can do yoga and it feels really good for my body. But if I'm doing like some like hit workouts or just something intense, like I don't really it doesn't I don't enjoy it. I feel less I feel driven. Sluggish. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. hard to do. But I also think like the best thing in the world is to like get up and work out first thing and then smoke after because I feel like you get yes. an incredible high between like the first yeah. of the day and the after workout. Like it gets gets crazy. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think smoking after any workout, any time of the day feels so amazing. Because oh, sure. you also feel accomplished because you just got something, you know, done. Yeah. And it's like I can I can really reward myself right now. <laughs> Definitely. I am someone obviously who smokes like all day, every day before I do pretty much anything. So yes, I am someone who normally would like smoke before I go for a run or smoke before I go to the gym or anything like that. Um, What I will say to that is like, you really have to have the right weed for that. Like Mm. you cannot smoke a, you know, hybrid or an indica. You need to have like a straight sativa. Like my favorite sativas for working out are Casey Jones, which is absolutely the best sativa that I've ever had, and uh, Jack Herrera. Those are my mm. top two. Like, if I'm going to go work out and I have those sativas, then I can go hard, no problem, because they really do give me good energy. But if I am, like, smoking a hybrid or anything like that, then it's a no. I can't. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, Ryan, I do have Nike Run Club also installed, and Thank I have you. done I will say I don't use it that often, but I do love some of their guided runs. It's oh, really done nice. Yes, I've done, a, oh I've done quite a few guided runs. Yeah. Wow, good for you, Moshe. See, I've just downloaded the app and I'm letting it warm up. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you some of the coaches that I like doing the guided Please. runs with. Please do. Oh my god, this yes. is so us. It's yoga teacher training. <laughs> it's running. We're getting some real fit bods this year. You know, I take back my attack. Maybe we can go on a run. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it's just not my favorite thing. It's, it's just definitely not. not my favorite thing. I mean, I'm hoping everyone says eventually they love it, but I don't know when you get to that point. I have not gotten to that point. Well, I know I'll never get to that point. I like hiking. <laughs> I like hiking a lot. I can be in nature and, you know, like I can also smoke then too. So like at the midpoint, at the midpoint, you know? Yeah. You can't start too early because then if you're too high and you got like six miles to go. You're not going. You're turning right around after a while. Oh no, you're going. You just might die. Yeah. Just, I, I smoke the whole time. I just think it like feels like forever. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. It does feel like forever. Yeah. Yeah. But so as long as it's a good hike, it's a great thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, obviously we all condone smoking and working out. Yeah. <laughs> condone it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with it at all. It's morally. <laughs> we all support it. I support it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think athletes should be able to consume cannabis. Oh, I don't see sure. how that really like that doesn't take away from them perform like for their from their performance at all. So I don't see why they even test athletes for marijuana because it's like, what does it matter? (laughs) True. Extend that to anyone with any job. But also, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. 
same. Well, yeah, that was a good. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that was a good pot topic. It was fun. And you know, you know where we're going next. I know where we're going next. Say it, Gishana. You say it. (laughs) I got to say it for the intro. I'd love to hear you say it because I know it's your favorite. We have a segment of the I and I Rary. Today, we're discussing Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And this is, yeah. And, you know, we have all heard about love languages in one way or another in some conversation. We've all heard about it. But for myself, last weekend was the first time I actually took the love languages test because for some reason, I just thought I knew what my love language was. (laughs) I don't know why I thought. I think I was under the assumption that like the way I give love is probably how I want to be loved. And let me tell you guys, I was proven wrong pretty quick. (laughs) quick. (laughs) (laughs) So we actually did the love languages test as part of our team building day when I was out in Boston. And, um, you know, the quiz itself was a little difficult to answer some of the questions because I felt, Ryan, I think you can relate to this because I felt like some of them, like, I could really choose both. Like, oh, I wouldn't couldn't tell which one was, you know, more me. But do you guys want to go over our results or at least go over our primary and secondary love languages? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm ready. So I can definitely go first. <laughs> so the result of the quiz told me that my primary love language is words of affirmation. And I, you know, it made, it totally made sense. It made sense. (laughs) Even, even though going into it, I assumed it would not be that. Um, What did you think it was going to be? Let me tell you my secondary and then I'll tell you what I thought it was going to be. My secondary love language is quality time. And then coming up close as a third was physical touch. So I had the same ones as like my probably top languages. I just didn't have the right order at all. Ah, Uh, Let me just say, okay. So for me, my, my love language on how I give love is gift giving. We kind of like went into that. It's gift giving and quality time and, you know, physical touch. And I thought that would be my love language to receive as well. But when I saw it was words of affirmation, I was like, interesting you know but once I was going through the quiz it really made sense that you know I do appreciate like the compliment or like you know someone letting me know what you know how I make them feel or why they love me and that they love me and all that validation just like I I can definitely agree that these results are correct (laughs) (laughs) you're like I'm the one that took the quiz for sure (laughs) but yeah and you know it I thought physical touch might be higher, but quality time came in second. And that also made sense because I feel like I really do love spending like quality time with people, even if it's just like us hanging out at the house or us just doing nothing like that's really important to me. And then, yeah, and then it was physical touch. I want to hear you guys Well, first of all, Moj, wait, what was your last one? Like, and what was the percentage? Okay, so let me just go through this. Words of affirmation, 30%. Quality time, 27%. Physical touch, 23%. Acts of service, 
10% and receiving gifts also equal to that 10%. Receiving gifts was the last one. And you know what? That is correct. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. My receiving gifts is 3%. And then, okay. So my <laughs> top one was quality time and that was 30% as well. Okay. And my next two are, I guess, tied because they were both 23% and that's words of affirmation and then acts of service. And oh, then, acts of service. Yeah. Okay. I love an active service. <laughs> I really do. I thought you love a hug. <laughs> I love a hug too, but not as much because physical touch came in at 20%. And then as you said, receiving gifts three. Receiving gifts is so funny for me because I don't care about it at all from a partner because I have an impulse control problem and buy whatever I want the second I want it. It's like completely like that's exactly it. I'm like, I don't need gifts from anyone else because I shower myself with gifts constantly. It's a problem. <laughs> I will say I have a hard time telling people what I want as a gift because I also just buy myself what I want. So like when someone's like, oh, what do you want for your birthday? It's like, all right, I'm going to really have to see what's something new that I want because everything that I wanted, I bought. <laughs> so I feel you on that. <laughs> We're the same. We're the same. But yeah, quality time is the most important to me. That's why like I can't deal with like being blown off or like if you only want to like hang out on the weekends, like that's not really my type of vibe. Yeah, and quality time was your number one too, right, Moj? Or words of affirmation. Words of affirmation and then quality time. Got it, got it. Oh, so we're switched. Got it, got it. Okay. And Keish, what are yours? So uh, mine are, I'm going by memory, by the way. So mine was 30% quality time. My number one is quality time. Yeah, I I really love quality time. My number two is 27% acts of service. That's really big for me, like. Someone doing something to help me out, that's so huge for me. It goes such a long way. Like it, it, uh, oh my God, I can't even explain it. Like it really, it's really big. I was actually surprised. I mean, it was 27%, so not that far from quality time. Um, The next two were um, tied at 20% and they were um, words of affirmation and gift giving. Those were tied at 20% and I was actually 3% physical time. No. 3%? Three <laughs> percent. I let me just say something about physical touch. Okay, oh don't don't say, touch the woman. Let me just say something about <laughs> physical touch. All right. I a lot of the questions. If you so, first of all, we should talk about what each one is. Um, when you read the book, like he gives a really in depth description of what each one is. And physical touch is not just what a lot of people assume it is, which is like physical intimacy, like sex and stuff like that. It's like a handhold. Yeah. It's like someone putting their hand on you to like comfort you or put someone putting their hand on you. Yeah, exactly. I do right. a lot of physical touch. I actually do a lot of physical touch. I actually touch people a lot to like, you know, get share energy with them and things like that. However, I do not necessarily like it when people touch me. It's so little, it's so much like, there's so many other things you can do to comfort me other than touch me. There, there are times where like, I really need my physical space and I, it's like, it could be, it could be life or death if I don't have it. So it's so risky (laughs) that I think I just value it so much less than those other things. Because for me, there's so many other ways to show me that you care about me other than physicality personally. And yeah. And I, and like I said, physical touch is just, it's a lot more than, um, you know, what I think a lot of people assume it is, because especially a lot of men that I've talked about with this, they just assume their love, their top love language is going to be physical touch. But (laughs) it's, 
not, you know, just sex. It's like so much more than that. It's like someone coming and putting an arm around you, holding hands in public, like all of that. And like, I'm, I just, I like those things, but only at very specific moments. <laughs> I really do. Do you want me to read how the author described it? Yes, please. please. Okay. So physical touch, um, it was said that even in infancy, humans need physical touch to thrive. We often forget, but this carries in, on into adulthood as well. Some ways you can express love in this way are holding hands, cuddling, kissing, or sex. Of course, find out what kinds of physical contact they like most, and this will deepen your intimacy. Yeah. Can I also just say that like my family didn't like hug a lot or kiss a lot. Like we, we never said, I love you. Like we were not like love that loving towards each other. So I think that Ryan's like praying for me right I'm now. Genuflecting because, I, he's like, horrified. Yeah. I'm fine. I just, I don't know. Maybe that's She's why I don't fine. value She's coming it. in at 3% physical touch. I'm fine. That's fine. It's just like, yeah, my mom wasn't like a mom who would be like, give me a big hug or anything like that, which is so funny because like, I, I am someone who like loves to hug people. And like, even me with my like nephews, I give them big hugs and kisses. Like I love that energy, but I didn't get that energy when I was young. So I don't think I value it that much from other people, but I see, I do recognize that children need it though. <laughs> I, I will hug the children. I do, hug, right. <laughs> I do hug the babies. I will say I didn't grow up in a household where like, I mean, we, you know, we kissed our parents here and there, like on the cheek, you know, if it was like, but my parents never kissed each other in front of us. Like we didn't really see that. We weren't like always hugging each other like that. So I didn't really come from that either. But I will say that made me want it when I grew into adulthood. Like I loved it when someone like, you know, like hugged, like, you know, when they gave me a big hug, it's like, I did start to appreciate some of those things as I like grew up, you know, into my adulthood. But it's different that we took such a different approach from like, you know, our childhood not having that. And, but I will say knowing you, you do value acts of service so much more. Mm -hmm. Like if we were to compare it, I do think you still do like physical touch and you do touch other people, but it's very intentional. Like you're not like, oh, I'm gonna give you a random hug. Like yeah. it's not that. It's like, you need me to do this. So I'm going to do this for you. <laughs> very true. I also love that we were both number one at quality time. I do yeah. think that's just like, that's really all I ever want to do is just like hang out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you especially in establishing out. relationships, you know? Yeah. That's how you got to do it. Me too. For me, ooh, I just kicked the table. For me, quality time is so big. It's just like, I think it's also because I don't have a lot of time. Like I am someone who's like working all the time. And then when I'm not working, I need to be like sleeping <laughs> all the time. Um, so it's like finding time is really challenging. So when I make that time and, and I get to sh share that time and spend that time, like I was thinking about it on my way over here um, because I knew we were going to have this conversation today. And I was like, what do I love about quality time? And like, for me, like, I love when like me and my partner can like go on vacation for a few days and like not be on our phones. Like that's a big one for me. If we're together and you're like on your phone, then like we're not together. Like I need your like attention during the time that totally. we're spending together. Especially on vacation. Yeah. Oh my God. On vacation. Like, no, we, it's like, it's, it's gotta be like one-on-one -on -one time. Oh, we gotta see each other. Eye to eye. <laughs> <laughs> All day. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, no, you know me. I actually really need like a low time at this, but <laughs> <laughs> most of the day. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, but I love it when we're on vacation and we're, we're just like in sync, just like wanting to do the same things, wanting to like, yeah, that, that's my vibe. I like to just be in that energy. Totally. Yeah. Especially for quality time. Cause it's like, yeah, my regular life, I just feel like regular life is so busy. So it's like, carving out specific time that we are going to be together that is just like yeah. yes even just like a I Sunday love- where like neither yeah. of you have to work and yeah. you can just like like no agenda that's a yes. big thing for me like yes. I, I, I like someone who will like plan stuff like my best friend when we're together she like plans everything we're gonna do and I like that energy I'm like all right cool I'm with it I'll do it but like I also like when we can just like wake up and be like you know what what are we gonna do right now and just like follow our heart and see where that takes us for sure yeah it's interesting that you say for quality time you like activities that you can share you know with your partner for me I feel like quality time is so much about the conversations I have so definitely no electronics right like that was one of the things that the author was definitely talking about was that when you have their undivided attention is when it truly counts as quality time so that means definitely no electronics But I love that when it's just like me and you and we can really talk about a topic and really go deep. And I feel like if you let me in, I just we just become so much closer and I learn so much more about you based on how you feel about this topic or how you feel about what's going on in the world right now. And like having those conversations is what's what really takes me on a deeper level with that person. So I really enjoy like that. It's just me and you and I get to know you without you having to put up a front because other people are here and just like your true self, you know? Totally. Yeah. I also just think we're like connoisseurs of like just humanity in general because we love like reality TV so much. So I just love seeing how people think and how people react. I think it's so interesting. So like in learning about someone new, I think that's so interesting to see like, oh, that that was a boundary. Like, oh, that's that's something I didn't expect. Like, that's so fun. <laughs> and, you know, if it's something that, and you might find out something that's like a deal breaker, you know, like totally. in your conversation, you found out they voted for Trump. It's like, oh shit. That's where the deal breakers are <laughs> hidden. Yeah, it's so true. That's where the deal breakers are. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think I guess we should just look up everyone's voting record before we go. Since That's it's a good public, idea. Since it's public. That could be like our baseline, like security check. Like, let's just make sure they didn't vote for Trump ever. <laughs> I just, Definitely not the second time. Maybe second I can forgive the first time. Because oh maybe you were just really that stupid and that's a different thing that if, we got to deal with. Had, but like, if you did maybe it. Maybe like the greatest arms, maybe we could no. allow 2016. But we definitely... We definitely can't allow any 20. <laughs> it's hard for me to forgive that because that's why it's a really small chance because I cried when I found like when it was released that he was president. Like it was just so devastating to me to learn that you were a part of it. What? Did you say it was released? When it was that released it was, that he was, was president? president. <laughs> you know my English is not that strong. No, you know what I was trying to say. I love out there. that. I love that phrasing of it because she was in the newsroom and she got that. But <laughs> she pulled it off the wall. Well, because I wasn't trying to watch it the whole time. I know. Because like so it got true. really stressful at the end. I could not watch it, so I did have to like. Go find out bed. who was president. I went to bed too. Yeah. I went to bed thinking it was going to be okay. We I can't revisit too. it, but yeah, it was really fine. just the saddest day. Like, I cried that whole day too. It was so yeah. sad. 
Yeah, was a lot. Get here? I know, <laughs> I know. That was too bad. Anyways, I forget what were we even talking about. Before? Quality time. Quality time. I was like totally transported. Are there any out of the I and Ibrary and somewhere <laughs> really dark? And please come back in and close the door. <laughs> You're right. I'm I'm coming back. <laughs> All right. So. I love that none of us really value. Wait, you do kind of value receiving gifts? I do. Talk I got about that it. 20%. You know, here's the thing about me and gifts because I do love gifts. Lots of people bring me gifts, by the way. Like, <laughs> I love I, gifts, I, and it's easy because I'm always receiving no, them. No, I am. I am always receiving gifts. I honestly am. Like, thank the goddess because I love getting them. I love to receive gifts. I think that. You know, gifts are a way that especially, like, my mom really showed me, like, how much she loves me. Like, I, like, Christmas time was just such a great time for me. My birthday, still to this day, my mom, like, goes out of her way and does that. So just in terms of, like, I think the way that I was, like, nurtured growing up, I, like, really, my mom puts so much thought into the way that she gives gifts. And she's just really sweet about it. And anybody who knows my mom knows, too, like, she gives gifts all the time. That's, like, her thing. She's just, like, constantly thinking of people and getting things for them. So, um, and I think, too, because it is such a part of the way that I give love, like, you know, you always kind of want what you give a little bit, you know what I mean? Like there's always that part of you that's like, well, I would like this too, you know what I mean? So I think. Um, so yeah, gift gift giving was a big thing for me. You touched on something interesting too because you said like that was how I was, that's how my mom showed me. So that was higher on the list and how your mom didn't show you was physical touch so that's lower on the list. So do you think our lists like kind of always reflect like how we like learn to receive love from home? I do think there's like a lot of nurture versus nature, you know, yep. with the with this whole love language thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it definitely has to do with the way that we were. And he talks about it in the book. He talks about, you know, the way that you were raised and why some people might be attracted. Like for people who gift giving is their number one thing, like that might appear kind of like being like, oh, you need a gift. But it's like, yo, if that was the only way that they were ever shown love, you know, growing up, that might be the only way that they know how to, to receive love. Right. So, yeah. you know, he talks about that in the book and, and yeah, I, I definitely think it, it's a huge part of it. Um, you know, for me, it's not my number one thing, yeah. but, and, and yeah, it's not my number one thing, but it is a big part of, what I like and definitely how I show love for sure. For sure. Yeah. I know. I wish there was a quiz for how you show it. I, there might be. There might, there be. might be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll check it out. We'll let you know next week. <laughs> yeah. I will say like, just kind of going back to that circumstances plays a big role. Cause I feel like I, from like, for me, I wasn't given like a lot of gifts as a child, but I still kind of grew up to feel like I need to give other people gifts but receiving, like, it's really hard. Like, I don't really love, like, I don't love receiving gifts all the time just because I'm very intentional with the things that I buy. I don't like clutter in that sense. Like, don't get me things that I'm just going to have to put on top of something and that's just going to stay there. Like, I like, if you're going to get me a gift, it should be something that I've been talking about and I haven't gotten it for myself yet. Like, very clear things that I want and, like, if you're really paying attention to what I'm saying, you will get those hints. But, you know, I didn't really receive that many uh, like gifts when I was young. And I still feel like I don't really care for it all that much. I would rather 
I would rather you make time for me. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And we just like have quality time. It just, and I understand like, I love gift giving. So I do understand what you're saying, Keish. It's the fact that someone goes out and they're thinking about you and then they buy you something and there's, you know, there's a whole meaning behind the gift. It's not just for me. Gift giving is also tied with words of affirmation. And that for me, words of affirmation and gift giving are kind of equally validating because it's like, if you get me a gift, you know, I'm, I'm just like you, Moj, where it's like, I don't want just like clutter and random stuff. I really like stuff that's like really intentional and thoughtful and like super appreciate that. And yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's for me, words of affirmation are like similar to that. Like, I do not like it when people just blow air at my ass. I actually really hate that shit. But when people say stuff to me, that's like really meaningful and like deep, and I can tell that it's genuine and authentic, it, it will really touch me and like affect me. And I will never forget that. I totally agree. I totally agree. Like true words of affirmation where you're just like, oh my God, like you really feel that way about me? Yeah. Like that's, those, that's the, that's why I was fucking crying during the community meeting because those were, that was (laughs) like all words of affirmation. It was was amazing. And that's why it like, it filled my cup so much that night. I really run it over. No, really, (laughs) because I, it, that was huge for me. I will say for me, it also depends on who it's coming from. Like the words of affirmation, like yeah. and some people, it means a lot more than yeah. just like getting a compliment. You don't value it at like, all. You're like, so, yeah. it means nothing to me because your opinion is garbage. Yeah. But thank you so much for your time. Yeah. <laughs> well, like if the guy at the gas station is hollering at me and telling me I'm beautiful, all right, that's one thing. But if the guy that I'm trying to get with is telling me I'm beautiful, I'm like, ooh, I am? Yeah. You think so? <laughs> What if you're trying to get with I the guy? I know, yeah. but you think so? <laughs> what if they are one in the What same? if they are one? That's the trick ending to this story. They are one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Damn. No. I feel like, I do feel like there's like a fine line between people who are just like saying stuff to say stuff to you. Like, for example, Moj was with me the other day when some creep came over to me at Home Depot and just said some creepy ass <gasps> shit. And I was just like, why and like it's 2021 i can't believe you guys are still out here doing this it's so creepy i was so uncomfortable by it it was so uncomfortable i don't know he said (sighs) we were walking in front of him okay mind you we had been there because the home depot plant section is outside right it's not and it's not completely inside so they're on the parking lot so we were walking through you know choosing our plants that we want to take to the shop and this guy was around we had seen him here and there just like just you know browsing and then as we're trying to go inside to pay, he is behind us and he basically is hollering at Keej. And it's like, I could watch you walk all day. I was like, oh, no. And then we were no. both, her and I were both just kind of quiet. And it was just like. Yeah, we were like shell shocked. We were like. We were shocked. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. And I was like, too late. <laughs> I was yeah. so offended. Was yeah, like, she said, too late. And then I was like, Keish, let me walk behind you. Because obviously my ass wasn't it for him. So let me let me walk behind you. <laughs> it's just annoying because it's like, damn, like, I just want to be able to go to Home Depot. First of all, I, I, I already have a theory because it, every time I go to Home Depot, some guy harasses me. I swear to God, there's like guys in Home Depot looking for women. You should be going to Lowe's. <laughs> Black owned. You know what? I did not know that, Ryan. I didn't know that either. Yeah, Lowe's is black owned and Bitch. Home Depot's huge Trump supporter. So Home we gotta Depot go. N- oh my God. Home yeah. Depot, you will never see me again. I am <laughs> Bye. done with Home Disappeared. Depot. Disappeared. No, and I can we just say they did, their collection of like flowers and it wasn't even that great. 
No, they're Tell me why they only had one type of succulent. Uh-huh. She's not lying. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, wait. <laughs> it's just this hint- one strain of succulent? What is going on in this godforsaken? <laughs> well, one thing for sure, two things for sure. I will never go to Hope Depot again. Thank you. <laughs> no, it was too much. <laughs> and then he came in after us. He was continuing to go in. It's like, yeah, bro, really now that you know you made us uncomfortable, can you yeah. walk away? Like, for me, that is not a word of affirmation. No, it's not. <laughs> not, not and I'm someone who does care about her body and, like, work on it, but I, that does not make me feel good. No, that's, I mean, no. no. That, that's that's, not, like even, not, that's cool. not even, like, a, a, a cat call. You know what I mean? Like, if he was just, like, looking nice, like, that would be fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be fine either. <laughs> like, say it to yourself. Are you saying yeah. it to me or are you saying it to yourself? I don't see hot guys all the time but like if and when i do see them i'm not like Woo-wee. well i'm not suggesting you cat call anyone <laughs> i'm just saying in terms of things that would offend you maybe it would be less offensive but you yeah, know no, what right. would make it less offensive <laughs> i never have done that. i'd love to be cat called by the way so any frisky gays or curious straight guys out there feel free to cat call me well let me just add on to that it's like you can cat call me if you're hot if you're not just just say it to yourself like i don't need to do that it's like if you really yes because first of all that is too objective objective subjective (laughs) i think subjective is it subjective or is it objective one of the i think it's subjective (laughs) i think it's subjective i think it's subjective That's what I said. Now I'm keeping it in. No, I just feel like it's less offensive to me if I turn around and you're hot and it's like, oh, okay. But if you're not, so again, you guys are still on that. (laughs) We decided it it was subjective. Ryan was right. But seriously, I do think it's too subjective because it's like a person can be like, I I do believe I'm hot. And then I might look (laughs) at them and be like, well, no, hot to me. Hot to me. (laughs) Right. So it's like you can't even make that you can't even make that offering. It has to be like either no, catcalling is a no, or fine, catcall, and then you just got to well, take what you get. Well, I'm just saying I wouldn't be offended if he was hot. <laughs> Honestly, I would be offended because I feel like if you're gonna holler at me, please do it a better way. Don't. What's a better way on, in me. Home Depot? Well, Lowe's now, but what's a better way in if the aisles? If you see of me Lowe's? in Lowe's, if you see me in Lowe's, in your swishies. I, I'm not, I, <laughs> Go ahead. If you honestly see me at Lowe's in my swishies, and you are, no, I'm not. I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> do you want to do a full role play scenario? <laughs> no, because this person, y'all know I'm like too shallow for this. I can't. I just, yeah. I, I don't know if there is a great way for you to be approached in the hardware store, maybe. If, okay, I don't want to do, Okay. If the I can be approached at a hardware store. Yes, I can be approached anywhere. I'm ready to be approached. Don't. I just don't <laughs> want to be creeped out in the hardware store. And I'm saying, like, you got to be certified gorgeous, like Boris Cujo status. Like, don't mm. be, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just well, that's what I said. Beautiful. You said I was being subjective. <laughs> no, that, I'm just saying hotness is subjective. Well, Moe's, you got better oh. chance out there. You know what I mean? Right. I haven't experienced it yet, so I don't know what the chances are. <laughs> well, how often Just do you in terms be of in hotness. Home Depot? I don't be at Home Depot that often. That is very true. I don't. I go to my local um, little hardware store. Oh, my God, even better. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. 
not ours. Yeah, that's right. I forgot Oak Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I think me being offended is going to depend on me looking back and what you look like. Because <laughs> what he said, if it came from a hog guy, I don't know if I would be that offended. <laughs> I would have been like, I would have maybe laughed a little bit, but I still yeah, I would have like, need to go. This, you, you, this is exactly what it would have been. You would have been like, you're so wrong for that. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> right. First of all, never. Ryan, you have never heard me say that to anyone. Ryan has only heard Kenya say that. <laughs> he do not Kenyaize me. That's just what I believe you would do. If he was Imagine really you hot, you please, I would have been like, oh man, you're so hot, like, goodbye, and then I would have just run away, but wow. I'm dead, Ryan, I am truly dead, don't, just, I don't want it to happen. No Obviously, <laughs> this is not the best, best way to approach you, Sean. Just do better. <laughs> Honestly, we've talked about lots of approaches on this show, and we've yet to discover a good way to approach me. And it could be why I'm still single today. And I'm fine with that, because none of the options we've discussed have been acceptable. Should we do a series of three episodes and um, why we're each single? <laughs> <laughs> An exploration. No, no I don't know. Has been <laughs> wow. <today. laughs> This is really the phrase, y'all aren't ready for that conversation. Any <laughs> more love languages we want to explore? So we talked, did we talk about all of them? Do we talk about what acts of service is? Because I just want to like specify on what acts of service are. Please do. Do you want me to read what the author said? I would love that. Okay. So acts of service. This is helping your partner with the things with which you know they would appreciate help. It can be things like helping the kids with homework, doing bills, or vacuuming, and will be different for everyone. That's a short little. Yeah. Yeah. But it it's it definitely touched a lot of the good points of acts of service, which is just that it's like, it's the little things, like helping with the little things that you kind of see. I know me, again, because I'm like, running the business and like the reason why I wanted us to talk about love languages at our team meeting was because I wanted us to all know ways that we can like love each other and support each other in really like positive ways um because love languages they don't just necessarily apply to your partner they're across the board this is how you receive love and they can be how you give love so you know that was why I wanted it to come up and acts of service is a big one for me because, you know, like Moj has been here in these last couple of weeks and just like, it's all those little things, those little moments of you being like, oh, let me do that for you. Or, you know, let me take care of that. Or I can do this, that I'm just like, oh my God, I appreciate that so much. It's those little tiny things that go a long way, especially when you're someone who's like, just always doing a million things and yeah. has this like forever running to-do list that never ends, you know, that feels really good. It feels really nice to feel just like alleviated a little bit from that pressure. Cause a lot of times it's just pressure that I'm putting on myself, but I think it's hard for people to take pressure off of someone when they're putting it on their self. So, um, I appreciate it a lot when someone goes out of their way to do that for me. Yeah, I think that totally works for you and like how, cause you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to do all of this on your own. So when someone is there and they're like, how can I help? How can I help with this? How can I help with that? And just like you being able to delegate that task 
is just, you know, it takes stuff off of your shoulders. So I definitely get why that's like a big love language for you. Um, it's interesting though, cause on the other hand, for me, like I, you know, like in my household, like I take care of my family, like I take care of a lot of things, but, and I thought maybe that would be higher for me, but it wasn't. And I think it's because like, I like to be in control mm-hmm. that like, I can't really give things for like to people to do because I don't trust that they're going to do it the way I want it to be done. And I think that's where you have excelled is that you've learned how to delegate. Thank you. I'm trying. Yeah, I have not. I feel like I need to do it myself because I know how to do it best. So <laughs> so I can see why, you know, because for me, it was only 10%. Mm. What was it for you, Ryan? Mine was 23. It was like tied for a second with words of affirmation. Um, oh, okay. But I feel it's like big for you too. It is big for me, but I would never, ever consider letting anyone help me with anything work-related, but I would definitely consider it, like, I think of that almost exclusively, like, personally, like, doing, like, little things around the house or just, like, helping with, like... What if, like, for example, like, uh, someone was like, oh, Ryan, you need this supply for work. Let me go get it from the store for you. No, well, yeah, I'm. I guess I'm thinking in like the marketing sense. Like I would never let. Yeah, like, like I'm not gonna ask someone to teach a yoga class for me, but like just to like do these little acts of service that yeah. just like help yeah, you yeah, do yeah. what you need. Yeah, to do. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally right. I have a problem asking for help in general. So yes, I believe that you do have a problem asking for I help. I do. I agree. I do. It's one of my biggest problems. It's true. Along with overeating. Anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> Kijana, are you telling us about ourselves on this podcast? <laughs> no, I'm not, but Ryan did mention that. I was like, I, since you mentioned it, you're right. You no, gotta do have true. an issue with that, I've noticed. I really do. <laughs> I, I have noticed. really a problem. Just that example you gave to Ryan, if someone was like, let me go to the store and get this for you, I'd be like, no, I need to go to the store so I can look at it <laughs> to see which one I want. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to go to the store, but do you want to do the dishes while I'm gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'd be like, thank you. While you go to the store, I am going to smoke that blunt. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I just, I love this book. I honestly think that it's something that everyone should read at some point in their life. It doesn't matter if you're single, if you're boot up, like whatever your at situation is. At least do the is. quiz, just so you know more about yourself. For sure. But the book is really good. It really does go into detail. He gives a lot of like anecdotal stories. And yep. I really love that too, just because it's like, you can relate to a lot of those little things. And I personally, when I um, first, I listened to it on Audible. You guys know I love Audibles. But when I first listened to it, I was like in between relationships. Like I had just broken up with one person. I was like kind of talking to someone else. And I was just in this moment of like trying to figure out like what I even wanted in this world. And reading that whole bit about quality time, that was huge for me because that was something that I was not receiving in either of those relationships. And really needed it and was like really confused about why I just like could not be happy. So it really helped me like kind of understand more about myself. And it also helped give me like strength to be like, Hey, you know what? I actually don't want to date you because you don't even know how to love me the way I need to be loved. So that was like a really empowering moment for me. And And like I I said, it applies across the board to friendships too. 
So. Yeah. And I will say the book also kind of focuses on not just what your love language is, but also how to, you know, find out your partner's love yep. language and how, right. you know, to have a successful relationship. I will say I read the, or I listened to the original version, but there is a singles edition one that I am interested in listening to, to see if there is any difference between, you know, how he approached it in the original book versus in that one. Cause you're right. He does give a lot of anecdotal, like, um, like just anecdotes about, you know, this couple was doing this and this is what I told them. And this is, you know, so he does give a lot of that, yeah. but my main takeaway was how important it is to learn your partner's love language, just yeah. as much as important it is to communicate your own, because your partner might not tell you right off the bat what the love language is. And yeah, you can ask them to do the quiz, but I think it's like through communication and just like, you know, seeing what makes them happy and see like, he goes into that and that I, what I really appreciated because sometimes we think other people want to be loved how we want to be loved. And right. that is not true. That could, right. you could be giving someone so many gifts and all they want is a damn compliment. Yeah. That's so true. Wow. That's so true. <laughs> you know, and Hold it's like nice. Yes. But yeah, no, that's well, I, that's I think right. it's nice to know so that you're not wasting your time and your resources and you're still not loving that person the way they want to be loved. So it was it was really helpful for me, like to kind of understand that and to really understand that how I want to be loved and how I give love is not the same thing because I was under the notion that those two are the same. So that book also clarified that for me, which was yeah. really helpful because you might want to give, like, you might love receiving gifts, but someone might not. So it's, it's good. I feel like the next time I am like talking to someone, it would be useful to like, just bring up this whole topic. And it's I like, think it's like yeah. you gotta figure it out. Like, I let me just ask you. Yeah, I definitely think it's like a first conversation. Oh my kind god! Oh, no, it's like, in the welcome pack. I'm gonna be like, give me your full fucking chart. Let's do yeah, a human design. And I'm birthday. gonna need your power. But your, your love, language love languages for sure. Yeah, your love languages for sure. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. I can be here asking, how can I help? You're going through that? How can I help? And all they want is a damn gift. <laughs> it could be one <laughs> or the other way. <laughs> Buy me something, bitch. <laughs> That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes. Check out our website, www.iandirosegarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at iandirosegarden. That's at symbol I-A-N-D-I-R-O-S-E-G-A-R-D-E-N. Talk to you guys soon.